You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Do you know how many nerve endings are in nipples? TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write that down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. Without, yes. Without context, that's a great liner for me. It may be the best liner we've ever had. Because it was sincere. You were adamant about the amount of nerve endings and nipples. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and what we found out is a lot. After, you want to hear it again? After I Googled it. Please, of course. You know what I mean, nerve endings are in nipples? <laughs> it's incredulous. As if I had said, oh, well, there can't be that many, which I didn't. The guy got his entire torso tattooed with a jersey of his favorite soccer team, including the nipples, which were filled in completely red. And today, it's an aggressive move, man. And today, people have been tweeting you with their uh, various sports tattoos, encouraging you to get that Cubs one. You have to get that Cubs one. It's just, you can't back out on it. It's just weird at this point. No, no, no. You said you'd do it. For those who were listening yesterday, I said my whole life, the only tattoo I'd probably get would be if the Cubs won a World Series. It's not weird. And then I was too poor to get one when the Cubs won a World See, now Series. now you have money, now you can do now it. Now I can afford it. It makes sense. I just feel like it's weird. Is Manny over there? Yeah, Manny's, Manny's yeah. over here I'm for here. Write That Down. We'll get into that in a second. Uh-huh. Manny, isn't it weird three years later for a guy to walk into a tattoo shop and say, give me a Cubs World Series 2016 championship tattoo? It's no. a little odd. You can say no, man. <laughs> Agree with Judd and I. It's no. Why is it weird, though? It's odd. He said well, he would do it. He didn't have enough. You can explain no, why you're so yeah. late on it. Like, so look, I didn't it, have the money. It, yeah, okay. So you just didn't have the money. Yeah, I just didn't have the money. I was too broke to get a tattoo at Go the time. Go get that tattoo, man. Do it. I kind of want to. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to. I mean, it's, it's a little odd, but I'm not I'm not. I'm if not I do it, we should film it. Yeah. We absolutely have to. Yeah. I see no compelling case not to. You know what? We should do it at the state fair. During the show, mm, I want to go to a reputable tattoo. Or, do we they have, have reputable? Them come to us. Okay. Oh, we'll you mean live in front of yeah. a crowd? I thought yeah, you meant like. Reputable. I thought no, no, you no, meant no, like no. there'd not be a some ki- rando. like a tattoo kiosk at the state. Do they have those? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I thought you were saying. Do they what, have you those? get a paste on one? <laughs> hey, give me that cup's paste on one. <laughs> do you have a three-year-old? Just or, add water. I may leave it up to a Twitter poll. Like just say, hey, well, you're, gonna, <laughs> you're gonna lose that one. Yeah. They're or, gonna tell you to get the tattoo or now. win. Yes, well, they for sure will. You should yeah. just do it. There's no reason not to. I'll consider. You it. love the Cubs. <laughs> they still. We're gonna send you with Seth, and you're gonna get one, and he's gonna film it. That World Series ain't going away. No, it's not. It's not gonna look. I bad. still bask in the glory of it. Exactly right. Yeah. I have basically a shrine over my fireplace dedicated to the 2016 Chicago. Now Cubs. you should put that shrine on your shoulder. Yeah. And it's not like you're. It's not or if, if you, you came it. back and said that you don't don't go there. If you, it's not like you came back and said you're scared. Now you just didn't have the cash at the time, and right. now you do. No, I'm not scared. So do it. it I, from what I understand, I'm not. I'm not. I'm scared. If you do it in the right place, it doesn't hurt that bad. And I was going to do it across my uh, my bulging triceps. 
You don't want it on your Which nipples? Is, no, I'm going <laughs> to... You just know, fly the W you right Do you have any how idea how many nerve endings are in nipples? Fly the W, I love that. Fly the W right fly on your the nipples, w. man. Do it. <laughs> you could connect them with the W. Oh, okay, big, Jonathan, shut old your old mic w. off now, okay? Now you've gone too far. Now you're creeping me out. <laughs> so, every week here on Write That Down, we uh, are on Mackie and Judd with Rami. We have Write That Down at this time where we, uh, we make predictions and we actually write them down. All sports talk radio shows make predictions. We keep track of them. Normally, we'd have an accountability session first. Uh, Mackie keeps track of all those things on his handy-dandy laptop computer. And uh, to my knowledge, we have not received those. Okay, we don't have them, so we will not be having an accountability session this week. Uh, (laughs) We can use a week off of that. Jonathan, are you keeping records, or should I be actually writing these things down Uh, for the purpose of our records? I'll write them down. All right. I love so an on-air slowly. production meeting. Okay, so uh, we'll start. Slow. We'll start with Judd. Go around the horn. Judd, Jonathan, Manny, and myself. Judd Zolgad, your first prediction for this week's write that down on May thirty first, twenty nineteen. Um, my first prediction on all three of my write that downs this week will be twins related. The twins will sign Craig Kimbrell. Okay. The twins right. are going to so so uh, the compensatory pick that they would have to give up comes off uh, the day of the draft, which is going to be Monday. Eastern time, 12.01, so that would be Sunday night, 11.01. Don't know what'll happen right then and there, but the Twins will sign Craig Kimbrell. All right. Write that down. Jonathan? All right, the NBA Finals will go at least six games, and the Warriors will win. Okay. So Warriors in six. Yep, Warriors, Warriors in, in six. six or seven. Six or seven it'll go yeah. at least six games. Yeah, so you're basically saying okay. Warriors yep. in six or seven. Write it down. You like writing things down. Manny Hill, who's been terrible this year. Oh, yeah. That's that's been <laughs> off in a rough ride. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Manny Hill. That's your accountability that's session. That's your accountability session. Manny has Manny sucked at his, at his predictions. Manny very, very bad at this. Uh, the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> Poor guy. That's okay. I can I can take it like I a know. champ. I'm not. You know, it doesn't phase me. It doesn't. It doesn't stop me. You know, I'm not cutting the brakes on my position. On my uh, predictions. Good for you. We've noticed. Wow. Um, the Minnesota Twins. Write this down. Will make a trade for a starting pitcher by the trade deadline this season. Okay. So one starting pitcher says mm-hmm. Manny before the trade deadline. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. All my uh, predictions this week will also be twins related, and I'll start small, and they'll gradually get bigger. No? Huh? Wow, hmm? that's a... yeah. I just have nothing just to say to you. <laughs> just move on. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> my write me down predictions this write week: me down? not a shower, but a grower. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to drop for Monday. I'm just going to start. <laughs> I was going to just keep bringing them. Rami wants me to do felonies. <laughs> the brakes but he keeps offering up these yeah they're, they're gold too they're radio gold i can't not 13 year olds are on the twin cities are giggling 13 year old boys love this mine is simple and uh it's tonight twins rebound and win tonight's game in tampa bay all right they've shown a resiliency a tendency to be able to bounce back mm-hmm. i think that they show that again tonight and come back from the drubbing they got last night and beat the rays all right all right write that down um, my second twins write that down for this Friday, and this is uh, based on a couple things I saw, but uh, it's still a prediction. The twins are going to have only one position player start in the All Star game, and that will be Jorge Polanco. Mm. So the twins will have, and the voting started on Tuesday. 
which is why I bring it up. But I was uh, reading some things today, and there looks like a very good chance that despite the team's success, one position player from the Twins is going to make it, and that will be shortstop Jorge Polanco as far as starters go. All right. So that they'll have reserves well beyond Polanco, but only one guy. So one position player starting in the All-Star game, and it'll be Jorge Jorge Polanco. Polanco. All right. right. Gotcha. Write it down. You like writing things down. I'll go one up from Rami's. The Twins will have three, or they have three more games this weekend against the Rays. They'll win all three. Oh. Come back and win all three. That's a bold prediction right there. Okay. This is a good team. All right. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. I will also go a step further on Rami's uh, Twins prediction. The Twins not only will win tonight, Jose Barrios will go at least seven innings. Okay. You don't have to save the pen, Manny. We just talked about that. Yeah, but if they but, if he, if you can, you always want sure. To. Okay, yeah. all right. That that Write means that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. That means the poor Barrios is going to get shelled. You know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why'd you have to go will. and do that? Nice Man, work, of Manny. Of course he will. Manny, you should start doing. This is my second Seinfeld reference of the show. Do what George did for op- when he started just doing the opposite of what he well, wanted to happen. Well, see, I kind of did that with the Stanley Cup Finals this time around by picking the Bruins, and that either way, I'm going to be happy because I don't want the Bruins to win. But if they do win, my write-that-down prediction will be correct. But if they don't win, it'll be wrong, but I'll be happy because they didn't win. But you just killed the Twins. Yeah, you just destroyed them. <laughs> Pitching line on Burrios, three innings, ten hits, six runs all earned. My, ne- my next write-that-down prediction, again, all Twins related this week, and they will get bigger as we go. They will sign at least... It is a, I got nothing. <laughs> they will sign at least... One of the two between Kimbrel and Keichel, if not both. Wow. But at least okay. one of the two. All right. All right. My final write that down. I am calling an audible. I promised all twins, but I can't help myself. I'm now going to go away from that, and I'm going to make an NBA Finals prediction that came to me like a bolt of lightning from the heavens. Drake will be ejected from a Raptors game before the series is done. Drake will be ejected. He'll be taken out by guards and ejected from a Raptors game before Raptors-Warriors is done. So so are you saying a Raptors home game or just any game in this series? I'm going to say any game. Any game, but I, I don't think so he gets the courtside treatment in in Oakland. Do you okay, think he does. I don't know, but I just I've got a feeling now. Just by the way, well, he feeling. can get it. Well, I, I would imagine he can get himself a courtside yeah. seat. Did, Oracle, you, did you guys know he has right. Steph and Katie's names tattooed yeah. on his arm? That's what Jonathan said. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. Yeah, tell he had an armband over it last night. It was such a great troll job wearing. <laughs> Going Del, back Del to Curry's tattoos Toronto for a Raptors second. That's a weird one. Too. Yeah, I know. Who tattoos another grown man's name on their body? That's Who's not like their partner or, or loved one? Apparently, I don't, I don't do tattoos. So. Ram does that. <laughs> I know. It's a little weird. That's a weird one to me. I'm sorry to interrupt. Right, you must that really down. like stuff, Jonathan. It's got their. Uh, it's not just their names. It's their numbers, and in the same font as the Warriors numbers. But so I thought he was a Raptors fan. He's he an is. NBA fan. It, it, that was such an awesome troll job, him wearing Del oh, Curry's yeah, yeah. Raptors jersey last night. Did that you hear fantastic. the story I told about how he got that jersey? No. It was driven 10 hours from Brooklyn for him. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. Of course. Write it down. You like writing things down. I've got to have a soccer one in Derek Wetmore. If he's listening, he'll appreciate this. Tottenham, Liverpool in tomorrow's Champions League final. It's like the Super Bowl of soccer over in Europe. Tottenham will win the Champions League final tomorrow. Beating Liverpool, thankfully. I'll be watching that. A buddy of yeah. mine is in town from Chicago Ooh, who's a, be a great huge game. soccer nut. So tomorrow we're watching. Sounds and like I, your buddy and I should be friends. I have, I have no offense to anybody. 
not much interest in soccer. It's just never You'll been my sport. Game. So tomorrow I'll be spending the afternoon watching the Champions League for final. Uh, I'm not sure. We might just grill out at my house and uh, have some beers and watch it. Not sure yet. And then uh, Sunday we're off to see uh, Minnesota United at Allianz Field. You didn't say the wild today. I didn't. Nice work. Congratulations. I had to think about it long and hard. Manny? My my final write that down prediction for today. Shifting gears a little bit. Gopher football. The Gopher football team will win. Nine games, at least nine games this season. Wow. Well, PJ Flex toast now. I thought I was. <laughs> They're going to win nine games. I thought I was burning my final, write that down, prediction no, a little it, early. This could be. I don't have a pencil. Yeah. I mean, this could be them going nine and three and losing the bowl game. This could be them going eight and four and winning the bowl what game. What inspired you to make a college football, write that down, prediction on May 31st? Well, well Ross, Brendel, and I, we taped a uh, Score North Gophers show yesterday and we talked about Amir Coffey, you know, staying in the NBA draft. And we went over the, uh, the Gopher football schedule, just the start times and some of the non conference games. And it just got me thinking make a Gopher football prediction for All write right. that down today. I will uh, also make a prediction. That may seem a little too early for some, but I'm going to go ahead and burn it. I'm going to burn it now. It's a big, bold prediction after they started small and have mushroomed into a bigger, bolder prediction. They have arisen. They have arisen. (laughs) Erected, if you will. <laughs> the Twins are going to the ALCS. The Twins are going to the American League Championship Series. And I may add Welcome on to, to that later, but they are going to the American League Championship uh, for Series. For a man who's got the brakes, I'm disappointed. I thought you would have had the World Series. Well, I got to save some for later. We do write that down every week, Judd. Let me start with they will make it to the American <laughs> League Championship Series. And then again... These predictions could continue to grow. As we, as a lot we, of buildup for this. As we progress through the season, Rami, are you going to like add like an opponent for them in, in said ALCS? Possible. It's possible. Well, it and when possible. are you going to the World Series? We, we shall see. What week is that going to be? Let, that'll probably be when I put the brick on the gas pedal and jump in the back and join in the uh, the, the party on the, the Twins party bus. Can we real quick, before we go to Josh Arnold, yeah. we got a couple tweets about my tattoo dilemma okay. and the question about whether or not of course. I should get my Cubs 2016 World Series championship tattoo that I the could not afford yes. when uh, they won the World Series. Tom wrote, I'd say a guy who is nearing 40 getting his first tattoo is more weird than getting one that's outdated. Can you be too no. old to get your first no. tattoo? No, no. I think, no, no, I think Tom's, and, and I don't like tattoos and don't have one, but I think Tom's wrong on that. I All think right. people who are aging are more and more getting tattoos. Eric tweets, at uh, Rami is tweeting, he says, dude, brah. He, that's, he wrote that. Oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> There's a shelf life on championship tattoos, and it's when the next season starts. Yeah. I hear you. I wanted to do a bunch, but was broke. But sorry, man. Then he put the shrug emoji and said, or you could get it and tell people you got it the day after. That works, too. Thumbs up emoji. Again. I mean, once do that. Once the dressings no come off know. of it, nobody knows when no. you got it, right? Right. No. I, I'm just, no one knows. It's just the thing of going into a tattoo shop three years after the fact and saying, give me a Cubs They'll championship understand. tattoo. Can They'll you understand. do it here, or uh, would, would you have, have to return to your homeland of Chicago? No, I'm sure think? a Minnesota tattoo parlor could accommodate me. Yeah. Some Somebody in the Twin Cities. Okay. 
I'm at Rami is tweeting if you want to give me a <laughs> deal. A sponsorship deal in there somewhere. Rami here for the local tattoo parlor. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about this old cub statue I got. <laughs> Let me tell you about my friends at Black Snake, everybody. <laughs> Phil Mackey here for Federated Insurance. Now, if you listen to the radio show, I'm a numbers guy. Here's a couple numbers that should really get your attention. 2.4 million injured and 35,092 dead. Those are National Safety Council numbers from 2015. Federated Insurance reminds us that these are much more than just statistics. These are family members, friends, and neighbors. Distracted driving continues to be an epidemic. It could happen as easy as this. A driver approaches an intersection with a traffic light and they become distracted reading a social media post. They run the red light and collide with another vehicle, killing the driver and severely injuring themselves. So ask yourself, do you multitask while driving? Do you ever closely follow the vehicle in front of you? Do you find yourself checking your phone for messages while you're driving? Well, according to the Minnesota Department of Public Safety, there are 815,000 distracted drivers on Minnesota roads at any given time. Don't become a statistic. Make it home safe today. To learn more, contact your local Federated Insurance Marketing representative. Thank you, Jonathan Mackey and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com, uh, the Score North mobile app as well. Rami Makloff, Judd Zolgad, Phil Mackey out today. We'll wrap with Royce. Patrick Royce joins us at 540 as he does Monday through Friday. But, uh, Judd, what is happening to America? Now what? So last night, oh, yeah. or yesterday, I yeah, should say, I know where you're going. Yeah. was yeah. the Scripps National Spelling Bee, the official spelling bee of record for these United States of America. Mm-hmm. And before the final round, there were eight contestants still alive going into the final round when the uh, bee pronouncer, that's a real thing, the bee pronouncer... Jacques Bailey made this announcement. Champion spellers, we are now in uncharted territory. We do have plenty of words remaining on our list, but we will soon run out of words that will possibly challenge you, the most phenomenal collection of super spellers in the history of this competition. Mm -hmm. So after one more round through, the eight contestants that were left, they decided to call it an eight-way tie. Yeah. For the National Scripps Spelling Bee Champion. An eight-way tie. Because they couldn't come up with more words. Is that why? To challenge the spellers. Apparently. Why else would you settle for an eight-way tie? Well, I thought it might be time constraints because ESPN televises it or something. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't see anything about time constraints. Here's... Yeah. So, at although they had decided to split the first and second place money in the event of a tie... They scuttled those plans. Every speller was given the full $50,000 first place cash prize in addition to a Scripps Cup, which is the trophy you get for winning it. And from 2014 to 2016, the B ended with co-champions. In 2017 and last year, the B had a written tiebreaker test of spelling and vocabulary that would be used to identify a single champion if necessary. It didn't turn out to be needed, and B officials decided the test was too burdensome and got rid of it. It was too burdensome to come up with a true winner. So now we have an eight-way tie, Judd. I'm the last guy to start screaming wussification of America. I laugh at people 99 times out of 100 who are complaining and screaming about the wussification of America because more times than not, they're upset over things that don't really matter. Mm -hmm. I think taking competition and competitive edge out of kids 
is something to legitimately worry about. I don't know if I'm overreacting to no, this. No, no, you're not at all. But no, the whole notion of not no. keeping score in Little League games, yep. not handing out trophies or having championship tournaments, yep. everybody walks away a winner, that's going to be a culture shock and a jolt to kids when they get out in the real life and realize not everybody is a winner. There are winners and there are losers. And you want to be the winner, so do everything you can to win. Well, and what's really egregious about this entire thing is the spelling bee is supposed to be a real competition. Right. If this is if this is five-year-old kids trying to spell and they all tie, I don't give a damn, really. But this is a nationally televised, it's supposed to be a legit competition, and you have eight people tying, and then they all hoist up the trophy together as if we all win, when in reality, y'all lose. Yeah, it's it's completely silly. I'm with you a thousand percent. And look, here's the other thing, and I keep saying this, and I firmly believe it. If kids wanna or if people they wanna play sports or they wanna spell or they wanna do whatever they want to do, I'm all for it. Like you should do what makes you happy, right? And if spelling but if you but the fraud is when somebody terms this a competition and then eight people tie, you can't have eight winners. No, but no. but I don't know. I don't want to. It doesn't even I make not, sense. I am not the judge or arbiter of what makes people happy. And so, if you want to do something and everybody ties, that's fine. But then go away and just do it. You know, with your competition. Don't televise it. Don't tell me it's a competition. That's what frustrates me. People like me are drawn to watch things in competitions that are sold as being real. Eight people tying is just a fraudulent. So you feel like you were screwed, like no, you were no, cheated out of a I don't care about it, but, <laughs> right. but, but my point is don't advertise it to the people that do care about it as a real competition. It's not. No. And that looked, and I, I saw the, I don't know what, what you call them, because highlights is probably not the right word. I saw the replay of the celebration of this and the kids spelling the words right. And I'm sure people were like, oh, this is fantastic. It's great sportsman. No, it's not. I'm with you completely. And again, if those kids want to go somewhere and do this, great, good for you. But don't show it to me or tell me that they're competing when they're clearly not. By the way, not everybody was uh, very happy about it. There was uh, one 13-year-old from Dallas who spoke for the group about how they were all satisfied with the results. Said spellers improve its natural, and the rate at which people are improving is amazing. Said uh, everyone learns, everyone gets so much better, blah, blah, blah. But there were murmurs of discontent. This is an article from ESPN. Nisa Modi, last year's runner-up, who surprisingly missed out on the finals as a result of her score on the preliminary written test, was in tears as the confetti fell. I'm really disappointed that I missed the finals by a whisker, and to rub salt in the wound even further, I knew every single word that they asked today since this morning. However, I feel that all eight champions deserve it, and I'd like to congratulate them. This would never happen at my B, said Rahul Walia, founder of the South Asian Spelling Bee. Good for him. Where Shum defeated Abijai. I don't know if I'm getting these names right. Last year, they need to use harder words. The words are available, he said. Okay, then do that. It's just, I, I think you're right. I think for anyone, for any kids, to I wouldn't even go feel- away with eight. If I'm their parents, here's my question. What did they learn? I about feel kind this? of cheated if I'm one of the eight kids, to be honest with you. So, well, you know what? I would have rather compete if you're competitive, until the end. If you're a competitive kid, you do. Right. But I also, but we are trying to, I believe in this country, 
spread the word that everybody wins and everybody feels. I'm sure there are kids now who are are wired to feel very good about the fact that they shared in this victory with all of the other people. And, and that's even, not life. That's not real life. Even What's the, the the language of the officials is condescending and sounds like everybody wins. 2019. This was I read you the statement before calling them the most spectacular collection of spellers in the history of this competition. This was uh, Paige Kimball, the bee's executive director. She said, when we began to comprehend the medal of our finalists, we began to think about what could possibly happen this evening. We went into the evening with the plan that we executed. They just they couldn't comprehend the medal and the abilities of these kids to come up with a way to declare a winner. Like, that's just condescending to these kids. You certainly could have. You just didn't want anybody walking away feeling like they lost something. And here's my question. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. Like, what about, where is an, where is an adult wired to say to themselves, <clears throat> and by the way, this is a nationally televised competition, so it's supposed to be legitimate. This is not a feel-good. There's probably money riding on this. So, so Let's be real. where is an adult, and this is what I don't understand, Wired to think, you know what would be really great? Eight-way tie. <laughs> Who thinks that way? I don't know. It's Life so ridiculous. But you get into the when real... When you say eight-way tie, but, I laugh because it's so ridiculous. But do you... Un- like, you, you do because... Maybe a two-way tie. You just talked about this. Maybe a two-way tie. But do these people understand? Do they have any comprehension of the fact that doing this is a massive disservice? Because when these kids get in the real world, guess what they're not going to get? An eight-way tie, right? Only one person gets the job. So you're so you're not doing anyone any favors, right? I thought it would be fun if we took those words from the last round that ended in an eight-way tie, and see if Judd Zalget and I are anywhere near as intelligent as these young children who ended up in an eight-way tie. The uh, arbitrator of this spelling bee will be the honorable. Jonathan Harrison on the other side of the glass. Jonathan? You guys are putting me up to this again? Yes. All right. You guys yes. sure you want me judging? Yes, please. Oh, wow. How much you guys talk dirty about my judging? Skills? Who wants to go first? Oh, you go Up first, you. You Robbie. Me to go first? All right. Because didn't right. you win a competition in fourth grade? I went to regionals in the fourth grade. Ooh, but it was in guy. the Chicago public school system. Oh, so take okay. that for what it's worth. Oh, we need NFL Films music because it's a competition, so... Okay, Robbie, first word, the. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Mixon. <laughs> That's a joke from Purple Daily. I'm going to come through that window. All right, so your first word. Let's see if Google can pronounce this for us. Auslaut. Can I have that one more time, please? Auslaut. Auslaut? Yeah. (laughs) Well. Final sound in a word or syllable. Auslaut. Yeah. A-S-L-A-U-D-T. Auslaut. No. Damn. You're really wrong. Okay. How about, Judd, you got a chance? How about onslaught? <laughs> All right, go ahead. Do you want to take a shot at that one first before we move forward? <sighs> I want a different word because I have no idea. Hold on. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please have Google pronounce it again. All right. Auslaut. 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 I'll slow. I'll slow. Uh, careful, careful. Uh, hey, yeah, hit the dump. Hold on a second. Hold no, on. Keep that. There, I just dumped it. Um, I actually did dump it. Wow. A L S L A U G H T. 
I don't even know what that word you just said <laughs> was. That was not it. Well, you know what? Then I wouldn't be in this godforsaken eight-place, eight-person tie. All right. <laughs> Correct spelling is A-U-S-A, or A-U-S-L-A-U-T. Oh, so I wasn't that far off. I just threw in a D that didn't need to be there. Sounds like there was an L in there to me. I think they're lying, and I think they should reposition the word to spell it how I just did. All right, next word. Judd gets the first crack at it. Judd, this is yours. Erisipolis. (laughs) What? (laughs) Erisipolis. What does it mean? Uh... Couldn't tell you. Give me one second to pull up. It doesn't, page. Ma- it doesn't matter. I'm going to get it wrong. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Erisipolis? Here, I got it for you. The An acute. Okay, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce any of those other words. That's so, okay. yep. Erisipolis. Yeah. Erisipolis. A R A S I P I L O U S. No. Erisipolis. All right. I know. You got a shot. Rami was Erisipolis before he answered the E R S I. P I L U S Erisipolis. No. Damn it. E R Y S I P E L A S Erisipolis. Yeah, I wasn't even close. All right, next word. Jonathan is two for two. You're looking at him. <laughs> Rami, your word. Yes. Bougainvillea. <laughs> I think he played first base for the Orioles in 72. <laughs> that was Incavelia. No, no, I was thinking of Boot Powell. <laughs> Can I hold on? What is it? Can I hear that again, please? Bougainvillea. Bougainvillea. B U G E N V I L I A. Bougainvillea. Oh, damn. What? Oh, no. Let's hear it again. Judd? One more time, Jed. Here we go. Bougainvillea. B-U-G-E-N-I-N-V-I-L-L-E-A. Bougainvillea. Once again, I have no idea what you're spelling. The Twins' first baseman was named Bougainvillea and hit 40 home runs. (laughs) No. B-O-U-G-A-I-N-V-I-L-L-E-A. Bougainvillea. Jonathan is three for three. All right. Judd, you're you're up next. I love how Jonathan's three for three. We're both over. Okay, yeah. All right, Judd. I never thought I'd get any right. Yeah. Egg-willette. <laughs> Egg-willette. Goaltender for the Nordiques in 85. <laughs> Hold on. Play it again. Egg-willette. <laughs> okay. By the way, this would be against the rules in the spelling bee. You don't get to have a piece of pen, and a, a piece of paper, and a pen to try and sound actually. it out. You get a pencil. No, you get a blank board, and you're allowed to like. Uh, don't you get a pencil, and you get a write on the back of your name tag? No, you're allowed. You're allowed to trace it out with your finger. On a, on a blank, on like right. a blank I'll card. Something out with my finger. <laughs> Careful, you're on the stream. Egulet, E G. U with an accent above it going upwards. <laughs> A-L-E with an accent above it going downwards. T. Agulet. No. Rami? <sighs> or a left wing for the blue. Agulet. Is that the word? E-G. Agulet. Agulet. E- <laughs> E-G. U-O-E-L-E-T-T-E. <laughs> No. 
A-I-G-U-I-L-L-E-T-T-E. Aguilette. Jonathan is three for or four for four now. We're through four of them. Yeah. All right. Let's speed this up a little bit. We don't want to keep Patrick Royce waiting. Pendalock, because they don't pronounce it. Google doesn't pronounce it anymore. So Pendalock Pendalock? is what I'm guessing. It's French. P-E-N-D-E-L-O-C-K-E. Nope. Incorrect. Pendalock is (laughs) P-E-N-D-U-L-O-C-K-E. (laughs) Pendalock. You were so close, Rami. Judd, you're wrong. P-E-N-D-E-L-O-Q-U-E. Pendalock. I should have known French with their damn Q-U-E's. Pendalock over to Aguilette. See, this is perfect. It's hockey lines, boys. (laughs) (laughs) These names, they're not words, they're hockey lines. I don't even know who's up anymore. Is it Judd this time? Yeah, this one should this be it? easy, but no, there's like three more. All oh, right. Now we got to get 0 for 5. Paloma. Say that again. Paloma. P-A-L-A-M-A. Yes. We got one right. <laughs> nice. Thanks. <laughs> Great Van Halen song. <laughs> Paloma. Sernaus. <laughs> That's yours, Judd. What? Sernaus. Sernaus. Sir. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, which I'm probably not. C-I-R-N-O-U-S. Sernaus. No. Incorrect. C-E-R-N-A-U-S? What was that? C-E-R-N-A-U-S. No, incorrect. All right. C-E-R-N-U-O-U-S. All right. And this is the last one, right? We have one more? Yes. All right. Uh, Odalik. Odalik? Yeah. Odalik. Mm-hmm. O-D-E-L-I-Q-U-E. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so bad. What was it? Odalik. Odalik. And, and how did you spell it? I said uh, O D E L I Q U E. O D E L I C K. Odalik. Wrong. O D Y L I C. That's oh. just that's not right either. All right. So we wouldn't have been in an eight-way tie. No, 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 no. But I mean, Jonathan's winning that one. How good of use is it of your time to actually know how to spell those words? Probably. I mean. I don't want to discourage kids from being Those smarter. Those kids won fifty thousand. Let me give you some so important words good. that I'll spell right now. Okay, surly, S U R L Y. What I'm going to drink after work. Spell Royce. R E U S S E. That's all that matters. Patrick Royce joins us next. Thank you, sir. TCL Broadcast Studios. Now, final segment of the day. Time to wrap with Royce. Patrick Royce. Uh, down in Oklahoma City covering the Gopher softball team. What happened? Uh, was UCLA that just that much superior, Patrick, or was that not a good performance? Oh, it was a 3-2 game, and then they scored uh, four in the bottom of the uh, sixth. I don't think our All-American was sharp from the get-go. Sure, uh, for the first battle, you know, Rod and I, even though she, of course, said it did not, I think that rattled her a little, and she walked a season-high six. Mm. Uh, she was uh, a little... Uh, a little intimidated, I think, a little bit by some of these uh, UCLA uh, kids, and then the one who uh, hit the home run in the sixth inning. Well, I don't know how to say it, but she's got that power engine in the back there. That's uh, she's, uh, she's, she's she's got a little Serena in her, and she killed it. So uh, uh, that was uh, that 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 made it gave him no chance. They actually, the you know, the pitcher for UCLA is the two-time National Player of the Year. She. She not only pitches, she's not only their ace pitcher, she hits fourth. And uh, Rachel Garcia, and they actually, the well, fourth, fifth, sixth innings, they were putting the bat in the ball. They just didn't uh, didn't do enough. They finally scored two runs in the sixth and had her on the ropes a little bit, but then boom, 
They got four. So did I see there was a, bo- the- a boomer, Pat? Did you see I have a boomer? No, a Bubba. Bubba, Bubba, yeah. Bubba Nichols, the first uh, yeah, Bubba. female Bubba. The first female Bubba I've covered in fifty-three years as a sports writer, I think. Although I asked the Oklahoma guy if he'd ever had one, he said, "Yeah, we had one, but she was on the wrestling team." So, <laughs> Bubba, Bubba, but yeah, apparently she she doesn't look like a Bubba. You know, she apparently she had a her name is Madeline, and she was on a youth team that had three or four Madelines. So the coach gave them all different nicknames, so he could then he gave her Bubba, and she apparently liked it. So anyway, but they're still alive, but right, the Pat? Deal. They're still yeah, alive in the tournament. Limb, but it's a double a limb, but most double a limbs, if you lose, let's say, on Thursday, you play on Friday, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, if two teams, let's say it's an 18 tournament, two teams go home. Well, they don't play their consolation. They play two semifinals. I mean, not semifinals. They play two winner's bracket games tonight. But they don't play any loser's bracket games tonight, and they say it's because the uh, rain is so prevalent here and they want to make sure they get those first-round games played. I think it's because they don't want people from two teams checking out of hotel rooms and canceling dinner reservations and stuff. They get another day out of uh, the fans for all eight teams uh, when they uh, – because they draw, you know, nine, ten thousand. So it's a uh, it's a it's a pretty good event, but uh, I think it's I think it's more business uh, motivated than uh, uh, motivated. But now, if you lost the first game, you have to win two games Saturday and two games Sunday to reach the uh, College World Series, and that's all. And you know to reach the the best of three series that starts Monday, and that's a little tough with a team like the Gophers, which really has relied strictly on one pitcher, Amber Pfizer. They have another pitcher named Sidney Smith. Who uh, you know who has pitched some this year, but since the NCAA tournament started, she's only pitched a third of an inning. So. What about Minnesota's uh, hardball club? Anything? Any red flags in that loss in in Tampa Bay last night, Pat? I, I didn't see it, but uh, you know, uh, Martin Perez. Is, uh, I, what was the game about three starts ago when he? You know when he threw that in, when he threw the uh, cutter, the teams were they were all ready to hit it. So then he started throwing a you know he got knocked around a little the first two three innings, and then he started throwing a change up away and got him off that. But uh, you know teams got a lot of information on him now, and I don't think that cutter's going to fool people. So we'll have to see if he can come up with a mix of pitches here. But one big clunker wouldn't cause me to panic. No. I think the the other game they lost by eleven runs this year. They came back and won the next day, right? Yes, they've done. They've come back very well, Pat. But the thing about them too is, is it's weird because they the American League for the most part is not that good. So w- when you play good teams, it's more intriguing to watch because you know when you're <laughs> rif- No, but seriously, when you're rifling through the Royals and the White Sox and Tigers, it's not a reflection because those teams are just so bad. But they've only played 14 games against those teams. So that's 62 uh, to go. Yeah, that, that, exactly. That's true. Two to go against those teams. They've only played 14 against those two. But here's the deal. Uh, now, if I was writing this, I would have reminded everybody that they met their Waterloo last year in Tampa when they went to Tampa, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, Bramer, Bramer, the, Bramer brought that, that up on the broadcast last the, night. That was the second week of April as opposed to yeah. the end of May. So uh, there's a little more foundation to uh, the competence than they had last year, I think, weren't they? They went there from Puerto Rico, remember, Judd, and then got their asses kicked and yes. never recovered. I think they ended up losing eight or nine in a row. No, I'd say it's a little early to panic, but we got enough. I'm sure we have enough people panicking. This shows that they have to sign Keiko or Kimball. And uh, Glenn Perkins said on the air that he he feels like that's going to happen at midnight Monday morning. That that those two guys are going to sign once the uh, the the penalty the the the, the draft compensation you have to give up expires after the draft on Sunday. Is that how you see it playing out, Pat? You know, it's when it starts, I guess the day that it starts, right Monday. Yes, when it doesn't. Well, correct. I think Geico will. If the words out that Geico will take a one one year prorated deal for the uh, qualifying offer, which is almost eighteen million, so he'd get twelve or eleven. But I don't know if Kimbrell will. I don't know if Kimbrell will sign right away. He's uh, he's a little more of a red ass about this, I think. So we'll. Uh, but it's a. Uh, I think Keiko has got a Boris Boris client too, so Boris must be telling him he might as well take it and see if he can because. He for sure is not going to uh, get any value, you know. If 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 he doesn't go out and pitch and show that he can get people out and uh, that he's still got some life in that arm, I don't think he'd do anything next offseason. Kimbrel might. I I've been debating it though since we talked about three days ago. I think I'd rather have Kimbrel. Yep, I agree. I think I think I'd rather have Kimbrel than Keiko. I think he can piece together, uh, you know, the, the rotation here, but. Uh, I, you know, would would help, but then again, you really want to get into that game because they had those two guys, two lunkheads last year that basically <laughs> ruined the ruined the clubhouse. Do you want to do that? And this guy's supposed to be a redass. So is he a bad guy, Pat? Is Kimbrell a bad guy? Yeah, he's supposed to be. He's okay. supposed to be a. He's supposed to be a, all about him, kind of a jerk. So, uh, and I think that you know, after having Morrison and Lynn, pretty much. Uh, take care of that locker or clubhouse last year. I don't know if you want to get into that again. So, But then again, do you want to win? <laughs> do you also want to have uh, a bullpen that, uh, you know, has a chance or one that could be really good? I don't think you have to make him the closer, but if you, if you put him with Rodgers, then you got two studs, and then you got three or four other guys who are usable. So. Do you think this, this clubhouse is as susceptible to uh, – uh, I don't know, a poisoning or a cancer in the clubhouse, to, to use a cliche, as last year's team was? I, I wouldn't know. I really wouldn't. I mean, I, they, it's it's later in the season. You know, those guys were both there grumbling at the start and, uh, you know, couldn't. And then they were both so terrible when they started out, too, that uh, they were not only, you know, they were not only mad about the contracts they had to sign, they were mad about the way they are performing, so. And, and, you know, the word didn't really get out on that as much. You had to be a real insider. And I really wasn't. I kind of heard about this later on, that uh, how, how bad that how bad it was. But, uh, you know, I, I would think it's less susceptible. But then again, has Nelson Cruz announced his retirement yet? He was supposed to help us. He's yet. supposed to be uh, back very soon, Pat. Very, Rocco, very Rocco, Rocco keeps his shirt as it's just got a days away. <laughs> Yeah, very soon, a week ago, wasn't it? Very soon, yes, it ten was. days ago or ten, so. Uh, last yeah, Friday. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the spring wrist always frightens me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, you know, you, you, 
he swings uh, he swings hard. He doesn't go up there and touch the ball. So this is uh, this would make me a little nervous about how much we're going to see of this guy. That is Patrick Royce. Check out Royce on baseball, Royce on chain at scorenorth.com and on the Score North mobile app and wrap with Royce every uh, every weekday, 540, right here yeah, at Mackey and Judd. And there's, a, and there's a dang good chance I'll be back. Uh, I, I don't like the uh, ladies' chances of getting out of Saturday, so I should be getting out of here on Sunday, I would think. But then again, what the heck? I've been wrong about softball before. Well, I haven't because I haven't really talked about it. But, uh, all right. See you on Monday. Thank you, Pat. Bye. Yeah. There's Patrick Royce. Yeah, we'll be doing uh, Patrick Royce Unchained for the podcast and then for the air at 6 o'clock on Monday. Uh, Monday morning, I believe. And then Royce on Baseball every Tuesday on at Tuesday. 6 exactly. on the air, and you can listen to him anytime you want. Noted softball report on the Patrick North mobile app. He can add that to the resume. It's a long resume. He's never done that before. No, how about that? 73-year-old guy That's what I was just gonna dispatched say. by his newspaper to Oklahoma City to cover the college softball world series. That my good man is a team player. Absolutely. There's a lot of there's a lot of columnists who would say take your ideas of me going to cover that sport and I'm not doing it. So that you is a go where and cover what? That is a team player, Patrick Royce, no question about it. Hardest working guy I know. The hardest working guy you know? Oh yeah. Really? Oh, it's unbelievable. Still to this day. He's in Oklahoma City covering softball, writing columns and game stories. Yes, I can't say I would do it. Like if Mackie came to me, well, it's like a, I would, Robbie, I'd I think it'd be fun. But I'm, but, softball. but if you are uh, a preeminent columnist in this town, I mean, yeah, I would think that you might object to it, but not Patrick. There he is. I'd go in Oklahoma City. I'd be fun covering the College World Series. Day off today could hit a couple bars down there. I mean, Pat won't because he doesn't drink, but I certainly would. I don't know. Oklahoma City is not someplace I've ever had on my list of Me neither. Uh, That's what, what could, could make it fun. It could pleasantly surprise you. <laughs> Nothing like a town that you don't expect much from, and then you find a couple good bars and a TV, and you're happy. And best of luck to the Lady Gophers out there in Oklahoma City in the uh, yeah, been a good season College World Series. Uh, for Judd Zolgad, Jonathan Harrison, I'm Rami Makloff. Go get that Score North mobile app. It's free for Google and Apple users. And uh, we'll talk to you on Monday. Have a happy and safe weekend, everybody. Zolgad, um, I'll talk to you later. Bye.